You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 32 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardi, I take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Today's topic is all about Christmas. That's right, folks. We're going to talk about how to get your social media ready for Christmas. Christmas is one of my favorite holidays, and I love it a lot. Uh, however, I will tell you, in church work, uh, if you will, to use that language, it can be one of the most stressful times of the year. It's probably right up there with Easter. Probably Easter maybe is a little more stressful, but your church probably has a lot going on. And a lot of times that's a lot to communicate. If you're in the church communications world, you know how much you've got going out the door and you've got to communicate all of that um, information. And at the same time, still keep things in the Christmas spirit to use that language. And it's just a lot to do. So today we're going to talk you through nine different things you can do, uh, ideas or things you just, honestly, I think you just need to do to kind of supercharge your, your, your social media for Christmas and make sure it's on point and on track. So let's go ahead and get started. Number one, plan ahead. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Daryl, duh, obviously I want to plan ahead, but there's a couple things you need to think through. One, when you plan ahead, you need to make sure that obviously you're thinking far enough in advance. I typically like to plan ahead sometime around actually the first week in October. So first week in October, I'll actually have our actual content meeting where we sit down, look at the calendar, look at everything we got going on, and then we come up with any creative ideas during that first week of October because that gives me plenty of time to flush those ideas out and to actually execute them in the next 60 days. So come December 1, I'm ready to execute on any of those ideas for Christmas. So I like to plan ahead at least a good 90 days out. So October, first week of October is like the latest I want to start that planning. Two, I always typically in our planning sessions, I review what happened the previous year. A lot of times we have some really good successful ideas. Um, sometimes we have ideas that were successful, but really took too much out of us. And we realize we probably won't go that far again to do it. Um, and sometimes we have ideas that bomb, which are going to happen. And so we kind of think, okay, why did that idea bomb? And what can we do to tweak it, make it better? Um, you know, what were the pain points of things that happened that we thought, man, that's why that didn't work. So how can we make that better? So number one, make sure you're planning ahead. Number two, I encourage you to go all in on Christmas. Here's what I mean by going all in. Christmas should be the one thing that churches go all in on in terms of just everything in terms of your Facebook avatar, your cover photos. It's the one thing that I think the church really should be super jacked about and super excited to be promoting. So in terms of all your branding, everything, just go all in on Christmas. Uh, have a lot of fun with it. A lot of times churches will just do one little thing. I think y'all change your Twitter avatar, change your Facebook, really make really make Christmas a, what it is, which is a big event because it is the birth of our, our King and our Savior. So go all in on it. Don't be half-hearted. Don't just give a little nod to it. Go all in on Christmas as much as you possibly can. I even thought about, and I don't think we're going to do this, but I even thought about maybe reskinning our website and changing our color scheme to be red, white, and green just to have a little fun with that um, because I think that stuff like that is just really cool little touches that kind of reinforce Christmas for our audience. Number three, be goofy. In other words, be human. It's okay to have fun at Christmas. 
a lot of times certain churches really treat it like a high holiday. And this is the fact that it's very kind of like very stiff and maybe that's a little bit who your church is. And if so, that's fine. Um, but I encourage you to really have a lot of fun with it. There are little things you can do. Like you can go to the website, uh, elf yourself, Dot com, I think is what it is. It's Elf Yourself. I want to make sure I say that carefully. Otherwise, it sounds like I say something else. But you can go ahead and upload pictures of yourself and put yourself in an elf and have big stupid videos of your staffers dressed like elves dancing around, which your congregation will love. You can post them on Facebook, YouTube, etc. Some really, really cool, fun little things like that. What we do is is a couple of things we've done is uh, we actually have our executive pastor, his name is Brian Doddridge, and we cut out his face, a picture of his face, and put it on one of those elf on the shelf. We call it Doddridge on the shelf, and we just take him around the church and put him in certain places and take photos of him and post them on Instagram and on Facebook, and our congregation loves that. The, third, the second thing we did was last year I did a series of interviews with kids and asked them to retell me the Christmas story, um, and then I turned around and just, uh, and then I actually had them draw the Christmas story. And then we animated those drawings. Um, and you just got all the hilarious kids telling Christmas stories that aren't quite accurate, but are really fun because they're just kids. So it was really kind of a, a cool thing to do. And I really enjoyed doing it. And I think they had fun too, as well. Number four, uh, use Advent to your advantage. So in other words, that, that's 25 days of Advent, if you will, or the 25, the countdown, however you want to phrase that, um, Use uh, countdowns are a really great, easy, simple way to celebrate Christmas and to kind of keep Advent on people's minds, and uh, you know, add the Advent calendar, if you will, and, and to kind of just kind of get ready for the holiday. So what we did was we did 25 days of blog posts. So we did 25 ways you can do this, 24 reasons for this, 23 all the way down to the one reason why we have Christmas. We worked our way, and so what we did was we had we assigned. We had staff and we just gave staff a certain amount of blog posts. And we said, hey, look, you don't have to write a book. You write me 200, 300, 400 words. Uh, give me a quick list, you know, and I'll, I'll, we even let them shape it around their ministry. So if they were the missions person, we just said, you know, if they had number 14, we say 14 ways you can give to missions this year or it's something simple like that. But the idea was that we we're going to count down to Christmas and we're going to have a fun way of doing it. We're going to involve our staff as much as possible. So do something countdown or slash Advent related. Number five create a gift guide for parents and family. Now I understand that Christmas is not all about gifts. Totally got that. But the reality of it is, is when I used to work in Christian, Christian retail, I would get a lot of parents coming in wanting to buy stuff for their kids and honestly didn't know where to start. Um, didn't know where to start for theological things. Uh, didn't even know what kind of Bible to buy them. They're like, I need a Bible, but I have no idea what Bible you have for kids. Take the time to pick some of that stuff out for your church audience and just say, Hey, Parents, if you're looking to buy some stuff for your kids, here's some really great ideas of things you can buy for your kids that are biblical related. You can do the same thing with mom and dads, husbands, wives, etc., etc. But create an easy gift guide for them of stuff they can buy that your staff can even probably help curate a little bit. Really great books that they found interesting throughout the year. Just a one simple way that your staff can kind of give back to your congregation. Idea number six, and I saw this in a couple different places, and something we've done as well, and that's a photo booth. We did a photo booth last actually last Easter, and it went over really, really well with our audience. So what we did was we simply had a photo booth set up. Uh, they came in. We would um, just take, quickly take their photo, and then after I hit X amount of photos, um, the photographer, our, our photographer on staff, uh, who uh, one of our video producers, he'd hand me the memory card and I'd upload the photos directly to Facebook. And we just tell people after the service, you can catch the photos 
on Facebook and they were able to go to Facebook and just download the photos. So it encouraged people to go to our Facebook page and at the same time, um, give them a cool memory because a lot of times it's the only time that some of these families will ever get together is on the Sunday that you have or Sunday around Christmas. It's usually grandma or mom, the one who's pulling everybody together for that Christmas Sunday. So, uh, again, that's a kind of a win-win. You kind of make everybody happy. It worked great for us for Easter, and it's probably something we would love to do again, uh, especially during Christmas time. Number seven, this is a great time of the year to focus on local giving slash nonprofit giving for maybe uh, some sort of nonprofit that your church supports besides the church itself. So if your church is actively involved in homeless ministries, um, whatever that is, um, uh, any type of ministry for uh, addiction, those type of things, and they uh, actively there's something your church does. It's a great time for you to focus uh, your church's giving on that and to focus your audience on that and kind of lift up um, those type of ministries that exist outside your church. Um, Cause I know a lot of people will be thinking about that. We tend to think about the poor and those type of things during this time of year. And it's a great way to kind of focus on ministries that your church has partnered with that, you know, do that ministry and do it really, really well. So for us, we call ours hope for the world and it's a, it's our missions offering. It goes to support a bunch of local nonprofit ministries around the area uh, and also around the globe for that matter. And so we will focus pretty heavily on that during the Christmas season. Uh, number eight, Remember that when you're doing Christmas, when you hit like really, I would say like December 1st on and we were hitting that Christmas promotion, remember that anything that's not Christmas related is probably not going to make it. In other words, it's probably not going to have a whole lot of legs. You need to kind of keep everything from, in my opinion, keep everything from December 1 all the way until like honestly January 1 for, to a certain degree. You kind of kind of keep it Christmas related or New Year's related um, because it's going to get lost. Uh, everybody's thinking Christmas. Everybody's thinking holidays. Everybody's thinking, you know, Starbucks, pumpkin spice lattes, all that kind of stuff. And if you're posting stuff that's not Christmas related, the chance of people ignoring it on social media, in my opinion, goes a little higher. So I try to keep people focused on Christmas related social media throughout that entire month. And number nine, and this is a really cool idea that one of our ministries did last year. And I think it's something that's easily, easily, easily something that most churches can replicate. Have your pastor's uh, film a really short, if you will, like sermon on what the Christmas story means or the Christmas story itself. And then encourage families to play that on Christmas morning. So what one of our young adult ministries did, um, Kairos, they're a weekly young adult worship service, was they weren't going to have Kairos because of Christmas. So they had Mike, our pastor, record uh, like a three to five minute like Christmas sermonette, if you will. And then we used that, posted on YouTube and said, hey, here's your sermon for the week. But I realized that what you can easily do with that is, is have that sermon, give it to your families and say, Hey, some families, you know, have traditions that they do on Christmas morning. Some don't, some are still forming those traditions. Uh, my family's tradition is we read, uh, we read Luke, uh, we read Luke two, I believe, um, on, on Christmas morning. So maybe a tradition for your family, for your church can start being is, is they just simply go on YouTube and they watch the pastor give that small sermonette where he explains how the birth is uh, tied to salvation, the cross, etc., and kind of really kind of drive home the point for the reason why we actually have Christmas. So there you go. Those are nine things you can do to supercharge your church's social media for Christmas. If you've got a question for me, head over to uh, askdaryl.com. Actually, you can go to this post where this uh, podcast will be. And in the comment section, you can uh, post your question there as well. You can direct message me on Twitter. I'm at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. You can use the hashtag AskDaryl. Uh, and don't forget, we're on iTunes. Or if you're on Android, we're on Stitcher. 
Uh, and if you can rate the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to askdaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to askdaryl.com.